It's New Year's Eve, and I can't let the occasion go without wishing you a way, way better 2020 than 2019, whatever that means for you. Welcome to season two of the Essential Stepmom podcast. I'm Tracy, and I'll be your guide for this unconventional look at what I call the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. Why do I favor an unconventional approach to being a stepmom? It's probably because I'm something of an outlier in everything I do, but mostly it's because there's a scary statistic looming over every one of our homes, like the mythical sort of Damocles, showing that nearly three quarters of stepfamilies don't last more than five years. What that tells me is that the conventional wisdom, the general consensus, the status quo, are all things that are leading stepmoms in obedient herds straight for the gutter. If you want to buck the trend and stay in the game, you need to think differently. In this podcast, we look outside the box for better answers, for counterintuitive strategies to help us fight the instincts that don't serve us well, and to grow a new parenting reflex that really supports us and everyone else on this crazy journey with us. Welcome to the new normal. I'm cheating a bit here by replaying an old episode, but I have a good reason. My husband and I are three quarters of the way into a week-long visit with all four of our now adult kids, plus one live-in girlfriend. We approached this week with both excitement and some deference. We haven't had everyone in the same room since we got married five and a half years ago, and that was just for the afternoon. My daughter has already lived on her own for nearly 15 years. The youngest stepdaughter lives here with us full time, but she was away at college all of last year. The middle stepson lived here with us for five years until he left for school three years ago. And the oldest stepson lived here briefly about 10 years ago and has traditionally had so much trouble with anger management that many holidays have been cut short to get him home. In addition, The three stepkids were all alienated from each other for many years. So if you thought your situation was a strange one, listen up. It could be weirder than you thought. So as I said, the idea of having all of them together for an extended visit that involves two pull-out sofas and all the pillows and blankets we could collect was a kind of romantic idyll born of open hearts and crossed fingers. I'm glad to report that I've been enjoying myself so much, I haven't spent hardly any time in my office where these podcasts are assembled. I've been making meals that are called delicious and 10 out of 10. I've been finding and wrapping little gifts that have been met with squeals of delight. I've been watching my bio daughter and stepdaughter, 10 years apart in age, bond over daily games of Jenga that go on for hours annoying those who are quietly reading in front of the fire with the inevitable crash of blocks at the end of every round. We even all drove an hour and a half to have dinner with my elderly parents, and it went off without a hitch. Folks, I am in blended family heaven, and it only took 13 years to get here. I'm pretty sure that there will still be some ups and downs in our future, but I could, if I could give you one single word of advice, 
one thing you need to figure out as a stepmom to set your family on the road to where my family is now, it would be this one. Overstepping. You can't avoid overstepping. Unless you're so cold and distant, you barely have any relationship with your stepkids at all. You have to overstep to find out where the boundaries are. It's like stubbing your toe on a wall you can't see. And you're going to do it again and again. But you have to know that it's okay. The whole point is to step back each time. And then try to remember where the invisible walls are located. So at least you can stay out of trouble until everyone is comfortable enough to lower the walls little by little. I started this podcast with an episode called Overstepping, and it's had more listens than almost any other. I'll replay it for you now. Just a quick reminder, this is taken from a live stream video I did for my Facebook community, so please pardon the audio quality and the references to live comments. I would love your feedback, though, so go ahead and shoot me an email or leave a message if you're listening on anchor.fm. Hi everybody, Tracy here. I got a question recently in the group. Someone asked, what's considered overstepping boundaries as a stepmom? And I think that's an awesome question. I put something in the Facebook group, The Spectacular Stepmom, today, and we had a really long and very deep conversation together about that because it's a really big topic. You know, being a stepmom, Sometimes I, I say that it's, you know, fraught with landmines or that it's something between a high wire act and walking on eggshells. And sorry for all the metaphors, but they all really apply. And people talk about their stepmom experience often with one of those kind of terms. We are constantly on edge about stepping over some kind of imaginary boundary that is really hard to see, that keeps changing and that we don't understand. Uh, and that makes some sense because, you know, I keep saying it that, that this stepmom gig is something so new in the history of mankind. We're really in the very first moments of being able to figure this out. Um, you know, 40 years ago, about, is the first time in the US anyway that, that courts started to recognize shared custody as a thing. It was not really a thing before that. One parent always got custody. 99% of the time it was the mom and the dad just went away. So this idea of kids moving on a regular basis between households and of there, there being another woman in the other household who is taking some kind of parenting function, that's a new, new thing. So please don't beat yourself up about saying, you know, how am I supposed to know what to do? We're, we're figuring this all out together and thank God for the internet because here we all are able to have this kind of conversation. So um, do me a favor and keep putting your questions in under the video and I'm totally going to jump on and, and answer them. Even, even on the replay, okay? If you're watching this on replay, feel free to put questions in the comments box underneath and I will absolutely get to them. Um, so it helps to understand something about the structure of this house of cards that you're living in, okay? Where, you know, a breeze can come and blow down a wall and everything falls apart. You don't even really know what happened. Um, 
it can feel overwhelming, it can feel um, disorienting, it can feel frightening to not know where the boundaries are around you and how you're supposed to how you're supposed to react to them, how are you supposed to live with them? Are there some that you're supposed to challenge? Um, who cares if you step over a boundary? What does that mean anyway? Um, what are the consequences? So it, this is a big topic, but I'm gonna make it manageable, okay? So there are three main boundaries that you have to worry about as a stepmom. One of them is the you're not my mother boundary. The other, the second one is you're so not their mother. Okay, I think you're getting where I'm going with this, right? And the third one is those are my kids, you stay out of it. So, of course, the first one, hi, <laughs> the first one is the kids who sometimes don't want you to act like their mother, or they, that's the boundary with the kids, okay, is, is, acting too motherly with them. And with the bio mom, uh, I mean, it's kind of the same story in reverse, but she is going to be really sensitive to the idea that you behave like their mother or you, you act in public somehow like their mother or that you do with them some things that she feels belong to her. And, and with your partner, your husband, your boyfriend, um, this is going to come up when you have a difference of opinion about how to raise them and specifically when you uh, if you try to take some of his parenting job um, you're liable to hear at some point that um, you should stay out of it because they're they're his kids and I'll tell you that's the I, I find myself crossing that boundary more than the other ones um, and that's just because of our dynamic, but I'm going to talk about each of these in turn. Okay, so how can you tell if you have overstepped a boundary? How do you know? Uh, so first of all, we're not, you know, with respect to the question, um, what's considered overstepping boundaries, we're going to leave out of this picture completely the neighbors, your in-laws, random strangers, like whatever they think they can keep their opinions to themselves because that's not material, okay? So like if if random friends or strangers on the street uh, give you a weird uh, vibe about overstepping, like forget about them, okay? We're, we're not interested in people outside of your immediate, um, immediate connection, your immediate family. So if you've overstepped a boundary, usually two parts are present. The first one is that you think that you're doing something good. You think you're doing something um, helpful or thoughtful or nice and the, the recipient does not respond the way you expected them to. So um, it might be something like, um, you know, uh, telling a child that you're, you're proud of them for something. I mean, you would think that everybody loves to hear that somebody's proud of them, but um, I personally avoid telling my stepkids that I'm proud of them, although I am super proud of them because they're amazing people. But it's kind of a, a, a motherly thing to be proud of someone. 
or if they're younger kids you might you know pat them on the head or um, give them a certain kind of hug that just suddenly puts them off and this this is leading us into a whole discussion about loyalty bind which I'll I'll tackle in another visit in another video um, in a bigger way but uh, I say it all the time kids are not wired to have two mothers unless they both live in the same house under the same roof and they love each other uh, and unless bio, you know you and bio mom are such good friends that you you know that the bio mom is completely encouraging the kids to love you like another mom which is a wonderful situation but you're probably not watching internet videos about step parenting if that's happening to you so um, kids are not wired to inside themselves to have two mothers and it makes them feel uncomfortable and they don't know what to do so that's that's overstepping a boundary you'll feel it you'll feel them bristle or the suddenly you know you're all having a great time and all of a sudden something busts out and and you know it completely hits the fan and you don't know what happened and I had an amazing story about that in my own life that I shared in my interview that's going to be aired I think next Tuesday night in the empowering stepmom series about how that happened to me one time with my teenage stepson so I won't give it away because it's a real good story but you can listen to that next Tuesday so um, yeah they don't the kids don't want to feel that there are two mothers competing for their love and attention it, it just makes them uncomfortable so uh, we can avoid overstepping that mom boundary by adopting one of those six alternative personas that I've talked about before and I'm gonna revisit that really soon too because that's something that those were in my very very first videos way back more than six months ago in this group uh, but I do have a new blog about that so I'll drop the blog link in the comments below if you want to read about it right away but I, I outline six other kinds of personas that means like a, a, a kind of a, a costume an outfit a mask uh, that you can wear but one that feels natural to you okay so like camp counselor or a teacher mentor a best friends mom aunt uh, where you can relate to kids in a different way where they can totally love you but you're not stepping over the line to a mom kind of feeling okay so talking about the bio mom you have to know that it is completely natural for a mother to bust out her inner mama bear when she has to give over her kids to be cared for by another woman like that is a super super hard thing um oh Naz I'm just reading your comment here you didn't think about overstepping and it might not be you know it, it's fair to say that in um uh when kids are below uh, kindergarten age um, they they relate to all adults as a as a kind of parent figure it's a little bit different so um, you know for a younger kid it might not be a bad thing to say to be able to say I'm proud of you for doing that I, I think they can accept a lot more mothering from random women <laughs> lack of a better way to say that um, but the thing you have to know is that 
most moms have a secret fear that they are not a good enough mother. This is a kind of a universal secret fear of mothers, that they're not doing a good enough job, that people can see that they don't know what they're doing. Um, everyone else has it more together somehow, that they're the ones who, who you know, aren't doing enough for their kids or they're not doing the right things or, you know, they, it, they're not, they don't feel that they're measuring up to their own inner ideal of what a mother should be doing. This is a, like a universal secret idea of mothers that like I'm the one who's not doing a good enough job. So what could be worse than having someone who is already clearly being a better partner to her ex-husband or boyfriend than she was um, and he's being a better dad now probably than he was with her and he's treating you more nicely than he treated her and you know like somehow you have some kind of magical touch and she's afraid that her kids are going to love you more or that you're going to show her up uh, by being a better mother to her kids so you know to to wrap it all up she she feels a little bit like a failure and your presence there is very triggering for those kind of feelings so you just you just have to be sensitive to that no matter how like awful she may be to you that if you understand what's what's beneath that is this profound humiliation of um having you know given up a husband or lost him to, and someone else has picked him up and dusted him off and he's like looking pretty good now uh and and now her kids are gonna relate to you potentially better than they do to her it is just super super hard so to not overstep or to not um provoke that feeling in her that you are overstepping uh, well, okay, it might be that just breathing is overstepping <laughs> for her. I mean, there might be nothing that's going to help. But, you know, it's a long, long, long game. And hopefully over time, uh, her fears can be um, calmed down. And you will prove that you're not trying to take over some piece of her mothering. But... Um, you know, as much as you love your stepkids and you want to do fun family things with them, try to be sensitive about how you share those things publicly and especially online now. I mean, social media is such a thing now that really didn't exist 15 or 20 years ago. So do try to be sensitive about um, what you share in a public forum. And when you have moments, those uncomfortable crossover moments where you both have to be at the same thing, like school events or doctor's appointments, um, those kind of significant things. Try to give over all the uh, authority from your household, let's say, to your significant other, to the dad, and try to give to the stepmom uh, the status of being the other biological parent. I mean, it is really true. She is the other parent. And this is a moment for you to give her the platform to have the respect of this other stranger, the teacher, the doctor, whoever it might be. Uh, and you can do that by um, 
trying to stay in the background quite literally with your with your posture with your facial expressions with with how you insert yourself that's a moment to um to deliberately give her that platform of respect and when you give something you stay in control okay she does not have the opportunity to um to knock you off your perch or something you go into it with the attitude that you are giving this because she is the biological parent i understand that it gets exponentially harder the the more and more time the kids actually spend with you it may be that she doesn't really deserve to be there at all because she's not actually a caregiver of the kids and she's just kind of trying to pretend or whatever uh, so I understand that the overstepping dynamic can change and it may actually be the bio mom who's overstepping into the the actual reality of of your life with the stepkids but that's for another uh, another video so overstepping with your partner uh, with dad um, he will let you know if you're overstepping maybe by saying it or maybe by just being in a grumpy mood but um, but don't feel bad about that because this is a process it's a long long process and I can tell you that even even after 12 years I still am doing a dance of two steps forward and one step back always trying to um, trying to find my right place because I can be a bit of a bulldozer a bulldozer and um, the essence of not overstepping with dad is that you know he deserves the opportunity to make mistakes and fix them and it's very difficult if when you feel that you can see very clearly what he's doing wrong and how it's not good for the kids and he ought to do it in a different way um, but um, you know the breakup of a family changes changes everything about the family dynamic and it may be that in the in the original nuclear family uh, he was used to playing good cop to birth mom's bad cop maybe that was their dynamic and you know it's gonna take him a long time to work up to changing his relationship with his kids where he can be a disciplinarian he didn't do that with them before maybe um, it may be that uh, that he just gave over to mom a lot of authority uh, possibly because he grew up himself in a household like that where mom was the boss of what happened and dad sat in an easy chair with his newspaper um, and it's not appropriate for you to take that role with them the kids don't want that from you they want it from him and the more that you um, agree to just do the parts of parenting that he doesn't like to do um, the kids are gonna get cranky about that if not now then later on so your job as a stepmother is to support your partner in being the best possible dad that he can be it's not to do any part of of his job in his place does that make sense I hope so so you know he deserves a chance to learn and grow into his role as much as you are learning and growing into your role as a stepmom 
And like I said, it's a long, long game that is going to last, hopefully, all the rest of your life. You have a lot of time to figure this out. Uh, so don't feel in a hurry. And, uh, you know, it's not really like walking on a tightrope because you can fall off and get back on again and not really get hurt. So just use these three boundaries as a, as a kind of guideline. Uh, the not being a mom with the kids, not being too overtly momly with respect to their birth mom, and not taking over some of the parenting function that belongs to your husband, to their dad. Because the most important thing is that they get all of dad that he can possibly give them. So I hope that cleared some stuff up and please put any questions or comments in the box underneath and I'll totally get to them. Thanks for watching. That's all for this podcast. Thanks for listening. I wish you and yours all the best for the new year. May this be a year of stepping up and stepping back, of learning to flow with the rhythm of your family, of knowing that even though it will never be just like a traditional nuclear family, it's every bit as precious and important. The solutions you bring have to be different because the problems are different. Doesn't that make sense? Thanks for being part of this community, bringing stepmoms together from so many countries. Here's where Anchor FM tells me you're listening from. The US, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, Germany, Italy, New Zealand, South Africa, Switzerland, Brazil, Mexico, Israel, Spain, Colombia, Norway, Finland, the Netherlands, Hong Kong, Curaçao, Belgium, the Philippines, France, the Bahamas, India, Greece, the United Arab Emirates, Luxembourg, Portugal, Serbia, Puerto Rico, Sweden, Liechtenstein, and Poland. You are not alone. You're anything but alone. We're all bound together by our determination to beat the statistics, to keep our families together, to get it right, to last long enough to enjoy some really good times. Please let me hear from you. My personal email is info at essentialstepmom.com. Join my closed Facebook group by sending a join request to the Spectacular Stepmom. We'd love to see you there. Happy New Year. My husband really took this advice to heart, and he became a sort of virtuoso of consistency with his children. And don't get me wrong here, his kids were spectacularly badly behaved on many occasions, like all kids, and I've seen him lose his patience with them many times. But I don't remember him ever actually punishing his kids. They just learned over time that he was indeed going to follow through with whatever consequence. And yes, he did in fact turn off the power to his son's bedroom when he refused to observe the 11 p.m. cutoff time for video games. He didn't fight with him about it. He just told him what would happen and then he did it. He flipped the breaker and he only had to do it once for it to become family lore. Years later, when my youngest stepkid moved in with us, I heard her tell her online gaming friends, 
Okay, I have to stop the game now because my dad is totally going to turn off the internet at 11 o'clock. So you see, it doesn't really take much once they know that you mean business.